0: Hey, my name is Bill.
1: And my name is Danny. And we are... A A couple couple of Park Hoppers. hoppers.
0: Halloween Horror Nights 30 is underway at Universal Orlando Resort.
1: We've now visited several times and have experienced each of the ten
0: houses. We're going to give you our thoughts on each house and how we'd rank each one from least to most favorite. Let's Let's hop to to it. it.
1: have been very busy
0: (laughs) wow what a crazy couple weeks for us
1: so uh we did not have an episode last week because uh we were we were blessed enough to have some visitors
0: we had some visitors and we were shooting a ton of content for youtube which you can go check out youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers thank you to all the brand new subscribers we got this week for checking us out and sticking with us
1: Yeah, we're excited to bring you so much more content. Um, It's been a blast, but it has been a very busy two weeks.
0: It sure has. And shout out to the legendary Tim Tracker for uh, showcasing us for a few seconds in his video the other day at uh, the new creation shop at Epcot. Shout out to you, Tim. We appreciate you putting us in the video and... uh Giving us a little bit of a shout out there so uh props to you
1: yeah we uh we've been watching the trackers channel uh tim jen and now jackson jackson uh, for a very long time and so uh getting a a quick appearance in their videos was definitely
0: it was very cool <laughs> was we had met tim several times and he's always super nice and so is jen and, and jackson is just awesome um but he was really really generous to to put us in that video and uh can't thank him enough for that, and we got we got some subscribers out of it. So that was that actually ended up working out pretty good for us.
1: Yeah, we were we're grateful that you know some of the people who enjoy uh, watching Tim and Jen and Jackson also wanted to pop over and and join a, a couple of park hoppers over exactly. here. But uh, we're grateful for them for always sharing their lives with us. And um, on top of that, that got us through the winters when we lived in Massachusetts. For sure, <laughs> we would see sunny Florida. Yeah. But um, so that was super cool. Um, so we had your sisters come visit, and we had very very busy park days,
0: vacation style park days.
1: Like from open to close, basically. Like, like wait till people leave Magic Kingdom, so you you know people can take photos in front of the castle without anybody there. Kind of
0: close. <laughs> Knock out basically the whole park in in the one day visit. It's a uh, it's a lot on your legs, on your your mental psyche. It it makes you really tired. And uh, it's been an interesting couple of weeks for us. But also, we wanted to give a shout out real quick to the folks over at Give Kids the World and the Diz. Um, They actually had us out as media for the, uh, the Diz family reunion over at Disney's Contemporary Resort. And we got a ton of amazing footage from all the panels, the parks panels that they had over there. Um, We had everything from Jody Benson to uh, a parks panel that featured uh, folks from uh, the original uh, Journey into Imagination, Haunted Mansion, Flight of Passage. Uh, We had an amazing panel with legendary Tony Baxter, Disney Imagineer, who's now retired but has a hand in on basically everything you love. Um, so many videos. Go ahead and check that out on uh, youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers. You can see most of those panels. We still have a few more of those to upload as well.
1: And again, like Bill just said, we're so grateful to have been invited out to be media for this amazing event. Um, if you don't know what Give Kids the World is, it's actually an event where or not an event. It's actually an organization that raises money to house kids to grant their wishes. And these are kids who are sick or you know possibly terminal. And some of them are wishes that can get granted and they'll come here in a couple of weeks. Some are wishes that they grant on you know, this needs to happen tomorrow. Yeah. And so I do want to say that if you have never heard of Give Kids the World, please go to our YouTube page and watch the first panel with the CEO. She told stories and gave such a wonderful explanation about what, the, who they are, what they do, And all of the above. And I was choked up so many times during that panel. I I couldn't even believe it. I wasn't expecting to wake up and just be sobbing into my mask because of all the stories that she was telling.
0: Not only do they... Raise money to house kids, but they actually physically house kids. The make-a-wish kids that want to go to Disney, Universal, the theme parks down here in Orlando, that's actually where they usually stay: is at Give Kids the World Village. And it's in Kissimmee. It's a massive complex. And if you've never been there, volunteer at an event, go uh, volunteer at uh, the upcoming Night of a Million Lights, volunteer at anything they got going on, and just check out how incredible that complex is.
1: Yeah, and just to give you an idea, um, they house them, and then every day of the week they have something really cool. So one day of the, of the week they have Christmas. Yeah. Another day of the week they celebrate birthdays. Yeah, this
0: ain't just a hotel. This is like an experience for they, these kids.
1: They let them have ice cream for breakfast right? and at any time of the day. So every day is a holiday because um, as sad as this sentence is going to be, they don't know if those holidays that they're celebrating in that week at Give Kids the World, if these children will make it to their next one. Right. So they want to give them that opportunity to have all the joy and to not worry about any of that. So go watch that video. Check out all the amazing panels. Again, thank you for give, to Give Kids the World and the Diz for having us out as media. Uh, make sure that you Google Give Kids the World and go donate. If you want some place to go donate, go donate to Give Kids the World. And we will be coming at you. In the future, with other events that they have that they will like us to be media for. So, we've already gotten that request. So, we are going to do our best to make sure that we are there anytime that we can offer our platform for this amazing organization.
0: For sure. Now, let's get to our uh, main event of the podcast. <laughs> what a staunch turn, real quick. Yeah. So, you want to start, you?
1: Yes. So. We got to go to that Give Kids the World again twice um, on Thursday and Friday. So we covered both nights. But you know what else we did both nights? We went to Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, <laughs> both
0: nights. All day at the Contemporary with the Diz Family reunion. And then we decided to get our frequent Fear Pass pluses. And we ended up going to Halloween Horror Nights those first two nights. And we went two nights ago as well to make sure that we were able to catch every single house every single Scare Zone, and uh, one of the shows that is featured at Horror Nights this year, Um, so we could kind of rank everything and bring you a full review of the event here on this week's show.
1: Yeah, so we wanted to give you an event uh, podcast episode where we told you everything, and... If you're not keeping track, that means that we went to Halloween Horror Nights three times in one week with full-time jobs and volunteering at Give Kids the World. (laughs) Oh, and we also ran over to Magic Kingdom and got a 4K video of Happily Ever After before it goes away for you to go watch. But we are going to talk to you about Halloween Horror Nights because it... Has been a lot of fun.
0: It sure has. Now in this episode, like we said in the open, we're gonna break down our Halloween Horror Nights houses from least to most favorite. We're not gonna give any sort of number rankings or anything like that, but we're gonna kind of let you know what we thought of each one and which uh, which order we would put them in from least to most favorite. Also, there were five scare zones that we checked out. We're gonna let you know which of those was our favorite, which of those was our least favorite, and there was a very very interesting show that is at Halloween Horror Nights 30 this year at Universal that we're going to talk a lot about later in the episode as well.
1: And guys, I just want to preface this by saying, when we say least to most favorite, we loved everything we had yeah, to do. right. This is not- For the sake of ranking. This is not a slight for any of these oh, houses. This one Stunk. No, yeah. we're not going to say that. Now, if something is really not good, we will tell you because mm-hmm. here at a couple of park hoppers, we're always going to be honest with you exactly. guys. Exactly. But please know if you love a house and we ranked it maybe a little bit lower than you would have liked to hear, let us know why. Yeah, because the other thing is we've been all through through all of these houses once, um, right? Minus Beetlejuice, we had to go <laughs> twice. Um, we went through all of these houses once, so anything could have affected any of those things, whether it was changing of you know the scare actors it could be you know just when we walk through maybe we didn't get as many jump scares sometimes it's just timing yeah so if you disagree with us let us know because we're going to go through it again and we'll go ahead and test it out
0: like like danny said one of the beautiful things about halloween horror nights is that they do offer those frequent fear passes that you can go so many times because you do need to experience these scare zones and these houses more than once because like she said you could get an off night or you could get in a like a team member switch or later in the evening when there's less people working it's a different experience almost every time you walk through these houses but like she said we walked through each one of these once just because we wanted to bring you our full first hand review of the event itself
1: yeah so we're gonna start with our least favorite so should we say what number they are 10 to 1
0: yeah sure we'll go with number 10 first
1: Number 10 was Case Files Unearthed Legendary Truth. Step into the shoes of Boris Schuster, a hard-boiled private eye investigating the supernatural. Follow his search for clues into the darkness of a shadowy film noir, world populated by ghouls, poltergeists, and all manner of monstrous terrors. Face horrific creatures in a seedy apartment, an abandoned warehouse, the Museum of Natural History, and more. Enter the Kitty Cat Club, where you're attacked by terrifying she-devils. Search for the totems that will complete the tale, the tale of a mystery that's best left unsolved.
0: Now, one of the cool parts about Halloween Horror Nights is that not everything is IP-based at these houses. There's only a few of them this year. And one of the ones that was not IP-based was Case Files Unearthed Legendary Truth. And... For those of you guys who are really well versed and have gone to Horror Nights every single year, and you're and you're really, uh, like I said, well versed in the in the back uh, the backstories of some of these houses at Halloween Horror Nights, you may think that these are a little bit better because you're kind of familiar with the con- the, uh, the content that's in the houses. Um, for us, I thought Case Files was really interesting. It was kind of like you were like a gumshoe going through this house, um, and you stepping into the shoes of a, a private eye named Boris Schuster, and uh, you're just kind of investigating the supernatural, and you go through all these different scenes, and for me, personally, I didn't really see too many jump scares in that house. It's also kind of hidden, too. It's in the Shrek building. <laughs> yeah. Um, all the other ones are kind of like on the outside edge of the park, whereas this one, it's not really like, hey, there's a house over here. It's like, you got to kind of find it. Right. Um, So I think, personally, that was on purpose because I think that it it probably wasn't their best one. But going through and seeing all the hard work and the detail and everything that goes into making these houses really cool, this just happened to be my least favorite.
1: So I do want to piggyback off of what you said and say, We actually went to this house at the end of our first night at Halloween Horror Night. So right before it closed at 1 o'clock, maybe it was like 15 minutes before closing, we were able to walk into the house. And at that point, I feel like I was so tired. I was like, oh, look, another house. Let's just walk in. And there wasn't a wait. So we walked in. And then as we walked in, I remember saying out loud, what house is this again? (laughs) And, you know, part of it was because I was tired and part of it was because I really wasn't sure which house it was. And then as we were walking through, I was like, what's going on? And I do think that maybe towards the end of the night, we just didn't see as many um, actors in there. Yeah, scare actors. And so I really couldn't figure out if there was a storyline or if it was just kind of like, Case files, yeah, boo, scary. Um, but like it was, it wasn't a bad house by any means. I just it was my least favorite so far. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, up next on our list is on the least favorite number nine, and we're gonna probably get a lot of heat for this because we, like I said, we're are not super well versed in the history of Halloween Horror Nights and everything that's taken place in Cary, Ohio. But the le- the uh, the house that we're gonna be discussing as number nine on our list is Welcome to Scary. Horror in the Heartland. And it's a town placed at the sign at the entrance to Cary, Ohio, saying it's a nice place to live. Unfortunately, nobody lives here very long. No one escapes from Cary, where the bad things just happen and new terrors rain down year after year. If it claws, bites, feasts on blood, or just likes to rip people to shreds, it somehow finds its way to Cary. Experience an endless parade of unimaginable terrors from horrifying creatures to bloodthirsty maniacs. You can scream all you want and carry, but everyone's too busy doing their own screaming to pay much notice.
1: So I do have to say about this house, I didn't get it.
0: Yes, that is is like the main reason why it's so low on our list because we went the other night with our friend Tony and Morgan and they are very well-versed in the history of Halloween Horror Nights, and they loved this house because it's kind of like a an homage to the fans and like features houses from the last five or six years inside this house of all of these uh, events that took place in Cary, Ohio. And so I didn't get it either, and that's part of the reason why it ranks so low for me.
1: Yeah, we were also mentioned by other people who have been through that house is that it seemed to be a little bit emptier in terms of the scare actors, that there were some empty spots. So um, I always appreciate a haunted house that's just scary for the sake of being scary. Right. Um, This I just did not understand again because I think as it was stated, scary is one of the love letters to the fans.
0: Mm, That's the word I was looking for, love letter.
1: And so... um, Honestly, maybe it wasn't meant for me to understand, and as I learn more about Halloween Horror Nights, I'll appreciate it more. But so far, that falls at number nine on our list of haunted houses.
0: The next one on the list working our way towards uh, our most favorite is the Wicked Growth Realm of the Pumpkin. And this one sounded really cool, and honestly, when we walked up to it, the entrance was awesome.
1: Yeah, the entrance was probably the coolest. Now, um, I, I, I can go ahead and read yeah, this go ahead. one. In the wicked pumpkin growth, realm of the pumpkin, an evil rot has taken root in the land. It's time once again for the rise of the pumpkin lord who grows Halloween like a malignant vine. His minions are scouring the countryside, collecting unwilling sacrifices in order to summon the pumpkin lord. The closer to Halloween, the more people practice the traditions, the greater the powers of the Pumpkin Lord grow. As the pumpkins grow even bigger, your fear grows ever greater, and your odds of escape grow smaller. From the cemetery to the forest, there's no breaking free from the tenacious vines of the merciless Pumpkin Lord.
0: Now, the the detail in this house was really cool. There was lots of roots, and just you really felt like you were in a like, an evil garden almost. Yeah. And there was lots of, uh, lots of jump scares in this house. But again, I'm not really, um, I I, I don't, I didn't really get it. Uh, The story didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but the merciless pumpkin Lord, that was the aforementioned main character of this house at the very end of the maze was really cool.
1: Yeah. That was my favorite part of the house. Um, He was like, it was a pumpkin lord character in a giant pumpkin that took up, like, most of the room. And he kind of, like, popped out of the top of the pumpkin. Yeah. And you were like, whoa, what's that? But for the most part, most of the characters in that house were not pumpkins. Right. And, and I do I think... I thought it was going
0: to be, like, pumpkin people.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, but even if it wasn't, like, pumpkin people, at least have the people, like, covered in pumpkins or, like... yeah you know, broken pumpkins or carrying pumpkins or like give me all the pumpkins in the pumpkin haunted house. I literally
0: thought it was going to be like a bunch of people like our buddy at the front. Hello
1: boy. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, if you haven't gotten our TikTok recently, I made a TikTok and Bill and I laughed at it for like
0: (laughs) a week. It's way, we thought it was way funner than it actually is.
1: And it only got like 200 views. And like the video before that, that we posted got like 17,000 views. So I was like, ouch, that hurt guys. (laughs) But, yes, I thought it was going to be, like, the evil pumpkin-faced guy at the very front of Halloween Horror Nights. Um, And I just... I I appreciated the detail. Um, The decorations were incredible. Like, when you're first walking in, there's a hallway of all these, like, jack-o'-lanterns. And it's, like, really glowy and kind of what I expected the vibe of the house to be. And then as soon as you enter the first room, it was just completely different. So... I would just say that um, this wasn't our favorite house. However, again, I think it's something that I'd like to to go through again, but honestly, I feel like it's a little bit lower on the list just because there wasn't enough pumpkin in the realm of the pumpkin.
0: And again, we the when we experienced this house, it was one of the Wednesday nights and it, it was like after midnight, just before close. So we may not have gotten the full experience. I haven't seen the full experience in video form, anything like that. So. Again, like we said, Halloween Horror Nights, the best part about it is you can go through it and get different experiences every time. So we're definitely going to go back through this house to see if it's if it's any better. And maybe we'll do like a re-ranking or something at the very end of the event.
1: I do think that, this, for, that for this particular house, it was more so our expectations of being like just... Something different? Well, just completely overwhelmed by pumpkins. And there being like, once you're actually in the house, maybe like a handful of pumpkins right so well let's move on to our next house
0: and i believe i believe this was the first house that we did
1: this was the first house that we did
0: and this one is universal monsters the bride of frankenstein lives this time the bride of frankenstein is stepping out of the shadows and taking her fate into her own bloody hands the mate will have her monster and the monster his mate Enter the tower ruins where Frankenstein's monster pulled the lever to bring down the walls and destroy him and his bride. Recoil in horror as she tries to bring him back at any cost, honing her diabolical genius one harvested body part at a time. Don't get caught between her and the brides of Dracula, who she captures and drains in hopes of reanimating her love.
1: So I do have to say this is our first house that we went in, and I actually really loved this house. Now, the reason that it is more in the middle is because we just like some other houses a little bit more. Yes, And actually, all 10 houses were awesome. We're just, you know, talking about each of them and what we enjoyed the most. But I do have to say that uh, The Bride of Frankenstein Lives was so cool because it told a very obvious story. Um, When you first walk into the house, you actually walk into a scene of you see The Bride of Frankenstein just devastated and screaming cause um, you know, Frankenstein has been crushed under a building that fell and she tries to pick it up and then she just screams in devastation and then in the next room, she's like lost her mind and she's trying to be like, oh, I'm gonna bring him back to life. But then we take you through all that in the house, but it's like beautifully laid out. So I would say that this house in particular is less scary And more tells a very compelling and um, vibrant story when you're walking through the house. It was
0: very story driven and you could definitely understand the story from beginning to end and everything in between. Um, So that was really, really creative. And uh, unfortunately, if there weren't houses that we really did think were better, this would have definitely ranked higher on our list.
1: Or even just that we enjoyed better.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, but um, what did you think of this house?
0: Uh, like I said in our video, I believe I gave it an 8 out of 10 I think I did in, in our YouTube video because the story was so compelling. And it's not very often when you go through these houses that you get a really, really good story that's very clear and makes a lot of sense. And this one definitely had that. So I would definitely like to go back through The Bride of Frankenstein Lives and check out the uh, that house again.
1: One thing I do want to mention, and we'll, I'm sure that we'll say it again, is I do want to give major props to all of the scare actors working Halloween Horror Nights. Yes. Um, they are all absolutely incredible. And um, the Bride of Frankenstein house, the devastation that these brides yeah. um, conveyed. That and was you, compelling. Yeah. You, like you walked in and you're like, oh, no, this is going to be bad. Yeah, um, I just have to give major props because you can't tell a story that well and us walk away, having walked through it once without having people committed to giving that kind of emotion the entire night. And so everybody who's working Halloween horror nights is just putting it all out there. And again, major props. And I know we'll talk about that again, but I do have to say that and for how, this house and
0: how creepy were the brides of Dracula. They were really scary to me. Yeah. Like the faces and the, the way they would pop out was, it was terrifying. Um, and good for Dracula with, having multiple brides. Sure. Good, good for him. Good for him. <laughs> the
1: one that st- stuck out to me the most was the one that kind of looked like a nun who had her yeah. ha- her hands like caught and then like something happened and there was like blood everywhere. Uh-huh. So I, I really did enjoy that house. Um, and the fact that it's closer towards the middle is surprising to me after. But again, we, we really liked a lot of these houses. So... Um, That was The Bride of Frankenstein. That
0: was number seven on our least to most favorite list, going from ten to one. Up next on number six, we have The Revenge of the Tooth Fairy House. And you want to read the description on this one here, Danny?
1: Yeah. You're about to discover the sinister reality behind the seemingly innocent childhood tradition. All children must give up their baby teeth to the goblin-esque tooth fairies or pay a gruesome price. It's an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Step into an old manor house that has been swarmed by yellow-clawed fiends, dripping with blood, teeth, and gore. Grit your teeth as you see the evil fairies extract their tooth bounty by force while their victims struggle in vain. Hold in your screams or risk exposing your own teeth to their monstrous grasping claws.
0: This house, I think, might have been the most gruesome one. Right. Right. It was a really interesting story. It was it was kind of cool walking through. It was like telling you a story as you were going through in the form of like a book or like a pop up book. And up above you, there was like pages from the book, and then on the bed there was like these these two D like cardboard cut out characters. So it was kind of like you were walking through a book.
1: So if you, yeah, so if you've ever like read a book either to a child or as a child or open a kids book where it pops up and you open it up and everything moves. Yeah. Or even like a a birthday card when you open it and everything moves. In that first room, it literally looked like that, like you were saying. And then after part of the story was told, and the child, I believe the child said, I don't believe in fairies. Yeah. And everything started moving in the book. The S word
0: hit the fan. Yeah, it really (laughs) did.
1: Well, one thing I do want to say about this house is it was so beautifully consistent and what i mean by that is it was icky all the way through it was icky um because i remember i used the word icky and that was like what i felt to my core what it was you had these tiny little goblin-esque like oh they were scary characters yeah and they were gross like in in a good halloween way is what i mean um they were really gross and like they there were scenes where they were pulling out teeth there were scenes where like mouths were being held open, and you could see like, you know, just very injured mouths from these things pulling at the teeth. Um, and there were a lot of really great jump scares. Yes. Um, and across the board, I felt like as soon as the story was told and you knew what happened when it went badly, just y- you were, <laughs> you had to deal with the outcome basically. And right. across the board, it was just icky goblin children being disgusting with pulling teeth. And, I mean, who likes going to the dentist and imagine just being in that environment the whole time? So, what did you think?
0: Yeah, it wasn't really the dentist per se, but it was a really interesting, scary story spin on the the old tooth fairy stories that you've known for so long, where you lose a tooth, you put it under your pillow, and somehow money appears in the next day. And... the, the point of this was that there were kids who lost their baby teeth and did not want to give up their teeth. And these goblins and these goblin fairies, they were like, uh-uh, we're going to kill you now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh literally. my God.
1: Yeah. But well, the reason I said dentist is because there was a lot of like teeth pulling. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a lot of like, a lot of showing of, you know, these goblin-y, scary creatures, like, basically like, taking the teeth for themselves from other characters, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, I know dentists don't do that, but it's, it's just like, it's that thing that's very relatable. Like going to, anytime you go to the dentist, it's not, I don't think it's super comfortable going to the dentist. So seeing these characters like yanking teeth out of heads, I was like, oh, it's, it's a little bit, (laughs) it's icky, but I loved it. I loved it. Icky in a good way, if that makes any sense at all. Right. So um, that, was, that was our next house. Now, um, let's see. So our fifth house was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
0: So this is the... Uh, Universal Monsters is technically an IP, but this is the first house that we're going to put on our list here at number five from least to most favorite. Uh, that is straight up an intellectual property uh, that you're kind of walking through a movie or a TV show or something like that.
1: Now, I will start this by saying um, our number five house, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I was not all that um, excited excited to go into. Neither
0: was I, because I am not a huge fan of the chainsaw noise, especially when it's unexpected. Now, you walk through some scare zones and you'll have some people with with chainsaws that we'll discuss a little bit later, but you can usually see them coming for the most part. But in a house where it's tightly enclosed and it's dark and there's holes in the walls and you're just like waiting for something to pop out at you, that that thing kind of wigs me out. But for the sake of getting through this show and to bring this list to you guys, we had to go through... Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and what did you think overall? Well, uh, let's go ahead. Yeah, let's read the description.
1: We're already talking about it because we're just so so shook by it. So you go ahead and read that. (laughs) So
0: you've seen the 1974 horror classic. Now it's your turn to experience it for yourself. Enter the dilapidated Sawyer House and meet Leatherface and his demented family of merciless butchers. Will you make it out in one piece or in pieces? Step right inside the story and experiencing every nightmarish moment for yourself. Explore every familiar room of the Sawyer home, from the parlor to the blood-spattered kitchen, and you'll face carving knives, meat cleavers, meat hooks, and of course that roaring, slicing, flesh-ripping chainsaw.
1: So we went into to this under <laughs> protest, <laughs> um, and I, I joke, but that Not was like really. the that was the first house we went to a couple nights ago. And they were like, oh, let's go to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I was like, no, well, yeah. all right, I, I guess. I guess we have to. <laughs> and yeah, we need to talk about it on our show. And the, my reasoning behind it is when you are in like surrounded by chainsaws in a scare zone, you can usually at least sense them coming or you have room to jump back. Right. Where when you're in these haunted houses, the space is so small that when a chainsaw goes over your head... It's really hard to, you know, just... It's jarring. It's jarring, and there's also nowhere to go, which kind of raises the anticipation of what's happening and the the fear. Um, I know they're not real, but it's still really scary. Now The
0: noise is still real.
1: Yeah. Now, I do think that this house was awesome. So many jump scares. They hid the the actors so well. Um, There was one part where I think it was this house that I got sprayed with something on the arm. I don't know if you remember that. I do, yes. So um, it was like blood was supposed to spatter and it like sprayed on the back of my arm. And I believe this is the house that I kept cursing in.
0: (laughs) You did, yep.
1: And I didn't mean to, but there were so many scares that they just got me so well. Um, I kept cursing under my breath the best I could. I wasn't trying to curse, but I had a couple a couple choice words because it was really scary. So what yeah. did you think of this house?
0: Um, going into this, I had seen bits and pieces of the newer Texas Chainsaw Massacres. I had never seen the 1973 version. So I wasn't really well versed in it, but I had obviously heard Of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre so I knew who Leatherface was and I knew there was gonna be uh, slaughterhouses and butcher knives and all sorts of crazy stuff so this house actually made me kind of nervous going in there Um, like I said before I'm not a huge chainsaw fan and this darn house has the word chainsaw right in the name yeah and so obviously you knew what we're gonna expect the details are really cool there was lots of blood it, it was a really well-down house, and Leatherface was just as terrifying in person as he is on screen. And uh, I, I really enjoyed this house so much that I think we, sh- we, I think we agree that we put it in our top five.
1: Yeah, we definitely agree that we put it in our top five. Um, I'd like to go through it again now that I've been through it. Right. Because um, I think going into it, there were some of the reasons why um, I had a couple choice words pop out of my mouth is because... Um, they created such anticipation and I had some anxiety going into this house, even though I know the chainsaws aren't real. Like I said, so i um, definitely a must. All of these houses are a must, but that's one that will really like, you know, chainsaws. They're, they're classic Halloween. So right. you, you got to get in there. So we are going to move on to our next house. So this is going to be a uh, number four and that's going to be puppet theater, captive audience. Now for puppet theater captive audience. Open scene. A creepy abandoned old theater from the early 1900s, San Francisco. A puppeteer and a ballet troupe have been trapped there ever since. And they'd kill for an audience. Whether you're a puppet or a patron, that's your cue to scream. All the blood will drain from your face as you see the green room run red with blood. Your horror grows as you come upon grotesque living marionettes made from severed limbs if you manage to escape their gory puppetry then you'll become a part of the skeletal audience rotting in place
0: this was one of the coolest houses for me because of all the incredible set design there was so many different rooms in this house from the abandoned theater that you really did feel like you were backstage in a theater or even in the actual theater at some points, and the part with the living marionettes made from severed limbs—that was so gross, and <laughs> <laughs> but so like awesome Halloween horror nights at the same time.
1: Well, you know it was gross because earlier tonight when we were eating dinner, we were watching um, a video, a walkthrough of one of that those yeah. houses. Yep. And during this one I was trying to eat. We I had a slice of pizza and I was trying to eat and there was like pasta sauce, you know, like the pizza sauce. Yeah. And then we walked they walked through the part with the marionettes and yeah. the blood and I was like, Ugh. was
0: like, they were like headless brides or something in there with their guts spilling out. Yeah. It was like, Ugh. But like it actually got me
1: to stop eating. I was <laughs> like, Ew. Um and I was pretty hungry, so that says a lot. But um I do think that overall this was one of the most creative houses on our list. Um, I think that I need to go through it again so that I can see everything. But there was so much creativity in the way that they brought these characters to life. Cause they had like, you know, the the tiny puppets and the tiny puppets were in frames and you could see that there were puppeteers behind them. And the puppeteers were all creepy and they were, you know, moving and doing jump scares with these tiny puppets. puppets. And so I just think that they went above and beyond for this house. I think they do for every house, but this is one of the most creative haunted houses I've ever been through.
0: For sure. So I really did like puppet theater. That's why we ranked it number four out of our top 10 least to most favorite. Um, One thing that we do here at a couple of park operas is we do our research. And for the IP-based houses, we wanted to make sure we were familiar with the with the content before we really take in these houses. And one of the most classic Halloween season films of all time is Beetlejuice, Michael Keaton's Beetlejuice. And so we actually did go through this house once. I had seen it before. Danny had not seen it in a long time, or had never seen it.
1: If I had seen it, I don't remember it at all yeah
0: so i remembered most of the things the because i hadn't seen it in like 20 years before we went into the house for the first time this is the only house that we've been in twice and so the first night we went through beetlejuice and i was loving it and danny was like what the hell was that and well, so, i
1: thought it was fun though you know, yeah
0: it was super fun it was one of those houses that also isn't scary it's like oh this is awesome type of house and so what we did is we Right on uh, Peacock, they have the Beetlejuice movie. Yeah. And so we ended up sitting down and we watched Beetlejuice, which sadly does not hold up very well. The, I,
1: okay. The
0: creative effects were brutal.
1: Pause. <laughs> we have watched a couple of movies that I n- have not seen, that I, that I personally did not see as a child. I enjoyed Beetlejuice. I've seen other movies and did not enjoy them, like um, Home Alone. I thought Home Alone was terrible.
0: Danny has a weird vendetta against like classic nineties movies. Like she doesn't like Home Alone. She doesn't like Hocus Pocus. So what is wrong with you? So I also <laughs>
1: hadn't. I also hadn't seen Hocus Pocus when I was a kid, and so watching it as an adult, it's really cringy. Like I, I'll watch it again this year because I told you I would. But um, I my my whole point about this is. There are movies that I'll watch that are a lot older, like twenty years old, and I'll be like, eh, "It's the nostalgia that is having you enjoy this." And Beetlejuice, I actually enjoyed.
0: Okay, okay.
1: I thought it was better than the other ones that you mentioned.
0: I thought it was the movie was really clunky, and then non- none of the effects held up. But it was still classic because I had seen it before, and I have fond memories of, of liking Beetlejuice back in the day. But before we get into the, this house, let's read the description here. Say it once. Say it twice. Say it three times. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Should I say it a third time? I don't want him to pop up over here. Uh, it's time to turn up the juice and see what shakes loose as the original film comes to life more twisted and terrifying than ever. Beetlejuice will haunt, taunt, and send you screaming out of the haunted house. He'll torment you as you wander checkerboard hallways and abandon you to your fate in the Lost Souls room. He'll menace you through the model graveyard and join in the fun of Dante's Inferno. Be part of the infamous dinner party scene and witness Beetlejuice's chaotic wedding. It's showtime.
1: (laughs) So um, I want to hear what you have to say about this house first.
0: Um, Especially after watching the movie and then going through it a second time. They absolutely freaking nailed everything they from the lost souls room which is like that that waiting room where all the different people are kind of waiting and in the, the ticket numbers and all that um the the uh the spinning uh checkerboard hallway thing that you walk through right at the beginning that may be super like n- not dizzy but like uh what's the word i'm looking for like discombobulated yeah discombobulated basically it was really weird i don't know how they did the effect but like i was like (laughs) leaning on the railing like walking through it was so weird yeah You you have to go through it to check it out for yourself it was really really weird Um, But all the rooms, everything from the model graveyard, seeing the little small version and then walking into the the large version um, where his graveyard was. And then that giant Dante's Inferno sign, the dinner party scene, his wedding. It was super fun. And then it also ended with jumping the line because that's what you do when you're going through Beetlejuice. Um, The house, they absolutely rocked it absolutely nailed it i did not get a chance to go through it last year when it was open briefly for the uh the modified horror nights that they had at universal but i'm so glad they brought this house back so i could experience it because it was awesome
1: so i definitely agree i again i this this ip is much newer to me as in like the last week now again i really enjoyed the movie the house like you said was so fantastic and I need to go through it again without just walking around going, I get it now.
0: <laughs> yeah. I
1: get it now. I
0: loved seeing your reactions from the first time we went through to the second time. You're like, oh, that's that. And that's that. And yeah. that's that. I love seeing that. That was awesome.
1: I feel like I probably said I get it now like 10 times because there were things that yeah. like when I first saw them, I was like, what? And <laughs> and then the second time we went through it, I was like, "Oh, it's that guy! Oh, it's that! I get it now! I get the ghost with the sheets, and yep. I get I, there's <laughs> I just I and then at the very end with that really big face, and then the what is it called a sandworm?
0: Uh, it's something like that. A yeah. desert
1: worm. Uh, I think it's a sandworm, but they had like a a big jump scare at the end where like the giant worm like pops down from the ceiling. Boom. And, uh, you know, I just really appreciated that that house basically put us directly into the movie. I love how immersive it was. There
0: was so much detail in that house. And my favorite part, honestly, was literally right when you walk through the front entrance from outside, Beetlejuice is just hanging out like right above your head. He's just there and he's like, Ah, you chose me, you chose my house. Uh, Welcome to my house. (laughs) It's like, oh, this is going to be super fun. This is definitely not going to be super spooky. It's going to be, like, crazy fun.
1: And one thing I do want to mention is at the beginning of that house in that first room, everybody walking through it, they're waving their arms, they're waving at Beetlejuice. People are, like, putting their hands in the air and making hearts at Beetlejuice. Like, you can tell that everybody's, like, really excited to be in this house. People
0: love that movie.
1: I... I get it, uh, honestly. I get it now. I get it now. <laughs> but uh, it's not that I didn't want to get it. I just had never watched no, it before. That's
0: totally fine, and and that's kind of how I felt in a lot of the like the, uh, the the Welcome to Scary House. Like I didn't understand the content. That's why we kind of r- ranked it a little bit lower than we probably should have.
1: Yeah. Now before we go on to our top two houses, I do want to mention. When we say that we do our research, we do as much research as we can. Right.
0: And for the IPs, it's really easy to do. For for the other ones, if you haven't been through the houses in past years that they're referencing, it's kind of hard to understand. But if you get some really good information on the backstory of the houses, then yes, they'll definitely make sense.
1: Yeah. So I just want to kind of mention, like, sometimes it is hard to, you know get that emotional connection to characters that you're just getting introduced to right so those kind of things we are kind of learning about so we do do all the research that we're able to but um we're gonna go to our top two
0: yes uh so the number two ranked house for us is i think what they intended to be the fan favorite this year and that was halloween horror nights icons captured and inside this house there are seven icons from past Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, it was Lady Luck, the director, Chance, the, uh, the es- essential uh, main character of Halloween Horror Nights 30, Jack the Clown, uh, the usher, the storyteller, and the caretaker. And so for the description on Universal's website... Uh, It is, uh, over the last 30 years, Halloween Horror Nights has introduced a murderer's row of original characters, and now they've joined forces, some newly risen to true icon status, to form monstrous hell of fame, taunting and terrifying you at every turn. You'll meet Jack the Clown, the Storyteller, the Caretaker, and many more, all in one house for the first time ever. As you search for escape, you'll encounter tormented victims as well as each icon's demonic superfans. Who's the most evil of them all? Depending on when you visit, a different icon will reign supreme.
1: So, I thought this house was a lot of fun. I don't know many of the icons. I know Jack. Right. And, uh, I, that might be the only one I'm really familiar with. Right, right, right. Um, and I, like, if I saw, I know the other one, uh, the girl, Chance. Correct. Um, I know her. Kind of her. like a Harley Quinn type character. Yeah. Um, I always dig those kind of characters. But, uh, I do I do like that we're kind of getting to see each of those characters in the house um, kind of have their own moment, and then at the end, someone reigns supreme. Right. And so you could go through the house multiple times and see somebody reigning supreme differently every single time. So even though I wasn't as familiar and I don't have as much of a connection with these characters... I feel like in a Halloween way, it was hard to not fall in love with these icons immediately just because, you know, they were given that stage and, you know, that dedication from the last 30 years of Halloween Horror Nights. And I really loved this house. So that's why it's number two. So what did you think?
0: One of the coolest parts of this house is that at the very end, like we said in the description, depending on when you visit, a different icon will reign supreme. And so... This increases the not re rideability, but re walkability, I guess, of the houses. Re screamability.
1: Re screamability.
0: Um, or repeatability. Repeatability. Yeah, well, enough of the abilities. Um, but this kind of increases the reasoning to go through it multiple times on multiple different days because at the end of the house, One of the icons, one of the seven icons that we listed before will, quote unquote, reign supreme. And there is like a throne at the end being like, we won this time. And for us, I believe the 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 person who was the uh, the one who who reigned supreme, I believe, was the director when we were in. there. Yes. And so that, I guess, is fairly rare because we one of the uh, team members that we talked about or talked to uh, when Danny was buying her blinky devil horns um, <laughs> yeah. he, he was actually it was kind of cool he was keeping track he was asking every person that checked out with him who was reigning supreme in the icons house and it looked like Jack had the overwhelming majority of reigning Supreme so we kind of caught a rare one which is kind of cool
1: yeah, I'm excited to see who reigns Supreme next time but um, you know if, if this last house, Hadn't been here, that, you know, the Horror Nights icons captured would have been number one. But we're going to go ahead and go over our number one house. And that was Netflix, The Haunting of Hill House.
0: Now, like we said before, we did our research on the IP houses. And so for this house to make sense, because partially why when we went through Beetlejuice the first time and you didn't really understand it, One of the things you wanted to do was to watch Netflix's The Haunting of Hill House before we went through that house so it would make more sense.
1: Right. And so we started watching The Haunting of Hill House. And when we started watching it, um, I I remember saying like, oh, man, this is 10 almost hour episodes. Yeah. Um, They have one episode to like draw us in or at least let make us go all right, I got to see it all the way through. Because that's usually like my yeah. my decision. Like for first one to two episodes, if you're I'm not drawn in and I don't need to see it through, then I won't watch it. But right off the bat, we loved it. I think we finished it in two, was it two or three nights? Two nights. Two nights. I
0: thought we were going to do three and then we just kept watching the second night knowing that I didn't have to work till later in the day and you were off the next day and we looked at each other and we were like, want to finish it. Let's do yeah. it. And we were up to like four in the morning watching it.
1: But it was one of those things where also... Um, it grabs you. You don't want to stop the story because the story just keeps building and building. First off, I really, really enjoyed that show more than I thought I would.
0: Way more than I thought I would.
1: We're not talking about our review of Netflix, the show. No. Um, but what we want to talk about is the haunted house. So we're going to give a description of it so you guys can have an idea why we brought it to number one so netflix the haunting of hill house it stands like a brooding creature waiting for its victims enter the decaying remains of an aging mansion that lives even if all who dwell there are long dead step right into netflix's supernatural masterpiece the haunting of hill house each unsettling room each darkened hallway takes you deeper and deeper into your worst nightmares Come face-to-face with the tall man, the bent-neck lady, the ghost in the basement, and more. Enter the Red Room, and you may find yourself spending all of eternity listening to the sound of your own screams.
0: Now, if none of those descriptions make sense to you and you haven't seen Netflix's The Haunting of Hill House, I can't recommend it enough. And I probably wouldn't recommend watching it in two days because that's a lot of viewing. But definitely give that show a chance, especially if you're planning on coming to Halloween Horror Nights in the next month and a half while it's open. Um, definitely give that show a chance and just kind of get the backstory because what they did in this house was amazing.
1: They dropped us directly into this show by walking into this house. And there were some different effects that I found absolutely incredible. Um, and I don't want to give too much away, but there's there's one part where there's a character... Um, who is dancing through a part of the house. Mm -hmm. And they actually had some, in some way, whether it was a projection or a screen of some sort, she would like appear out of nowhere and you'd see her dancing and then she would disappear. And like, those are things you normally don't see in a haunted house. And then you'd have like pieces of wall, like disappear and you'd see something like scary from the house. And they did a fantastic job of absolutely nailing all of the characters in this show. Like, every character was recognizable if you watched this show.
0: This house was probably the most technologically advanced of the 10 houses, um, with different effects, like the projections and disappearing things like Danny was talking about. But each of the characters, right down to every detail, there's, there's a character named Poppy in this show. And I won't go into too many details, but the girl who appeared as Poppy in one of the scare parts of the house was like holy crap that's the girl from the show yeah and like it was nailed and there was another scene where um it takes place in what they call the red room which we obviously won't get into details if you just got to watch the show um but just the scene that takes place in the red room in the show was exactly like the scene you you walked through in this house and then someone who dies in said room appears in the next room, and you're like, whoa, that character looked exactly alike as well. And the, the facade, when you walked into the, the storage uh, uh, building, I guess, where the house was housed.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, like the actual building the that fa- the haunted house was the in. The facade
0: of like the mansion, the hill house, was incredible looking. Yeah, you, you, and you physically walk into the Hill House. You weren't just like walking into like a trailer or anything like that. You like you walked into the Hill House.
1: Yeah, I, um, I do want to walk through that house at least one more time. Oh yeah, because when we were walking through, um, there was one part where a really cool effect happened above our heads, and I turned. You were walking in front of me, and I turned, and I was like, "Look!" And I turned back, and it was gone. Well, no, I got yelled at.
0: Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. I got
1: yelled at. They were, they were like, "Keep moving." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, okay." Like, I get it. I should keep moving, but it was so cool that I didn't get to see it, and so I'm just gonna have to go through the house again. Yeah, I mean, so. you
0: you definitely want to walk through these houses and take in all the detail and stuff. And sometimes it gets a little irritating when the and I know it's not their job, it's not their decision, but it gets a little irritating when the team members inside are kind of like, "Let's go, let's go." It's like, no, I want to see this. I want to. Yeah. I waited in line for this. I want to see this.
1: I at least just wanted a second to like turn around is what I wanted. And, um, you know what? Here's the thing. Should have I maybe, you know, just been like, Oh, we missed something cool and just kept going maybe. But, um, they were just doing their job because the lines are you know they can get long and so they're just trying to keep everyone yeah, going by
0: no means are we faulting them but sometimes it, it is a little much when they're trying to kind of rush you through these houses yeah you know people pay a lot of money for these tickets and and they want to experience the details of these houses and i guess yes you should go through them multiple times but if you can't then you should just be able to you know take in all the detail and, and the hard work that they put into creating these houses
1: right well i do want to say overall that um Netflix, the haunting of Hill house was our overall favorite house. Um, we are going to go through these houses again, as much as we can while Halloween horror nights is still here before Mm -hmm. it has to go away. And then we're stuck in 27 months of Christmas. Um, (laughs) I'm very grinchy before December, (laughs) but, um, we want to go through it as much as we're able to. And, uh, overall, that was how we felt about these houses that may change. We may come back and say we got to go through it again. And one thing that we want to kind of double back on is we thought this house was awesome and we didn't think it was in our top before. So that's the beauty of having the frequent fear pass of getting to be able to visit Halloween Horror Nights night in and night out. Um, So I'm very excited to be able to do that. All right, guys. So we have gone over all 10 of our Halloween Horror Nights houses we are going to have so much more halloween horror nights content to bring to you we're going to be talking about the scare zones we're going to be talking about the shows we're going to be talking about the food we're going to be talking about the drinks so there's so much halloween horror nights that is so incredible um we need more time to talk about it and we're excited to bring you more of that
0: and we don't want to cram it all into one episode we want to make it easily digestible for you guys funny you said food the next episode will be digestible. Yeah,
1: there you go. There you go. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, but later, uh, later in the month, or maybe even next week, we'll have more of our Halloween Horror Nights coverage. Like Danny said, including the scare zone breakdowns, which ones were our favorites, which ones were our least favorites, the um, the show <laughs> that they have at Horror Nights 30, Halloween Nightmare Fuel. We're going to talk all about that in one of our future episodes because there's a lot to take in and a lot to digest <laughs> with that show as well. But we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you guys for listening this week. Follow us on all social media. Uh, Subscribe to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Tons of new people have subscribed this week. Welcome, everybody. We want you to check out our podcast. Check out our YouTube channel everything we got going on over here at a couple of Park Hoppers.
1: So make sure you head over to our YouTube channel and don't forget to watch that brand new video of the creation shop that just opened over at Epcot. We were over there on day one and you may even see some of the merch that we bought. So make sure that you're um, staying in the loop with a couple of Park Hoppers. You're subscribed to us on all social media. We have just under two weeks until disney's 50th anniversary my birthday is on the 29th and we're going to be seeing the last happily ever after oh, show man. um we've got a 4k video on youtube that we went to record for you guys it's a so beautiful video so that you guys never have to go without happily ever after mm-hmm. it'll you'll be able to go to our youtube page and watch that anytime that you miss it and again we've got so much halloween horror nights to be able to cover just make sure you're subscribed on all platforms, and we are so excited for everything that the next couple of weeks is going to be bringing.
0: Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure
1: to follow at Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now join over 10,000 people following us on TikTok.
0: Head over to youtube.com slash a couple of Park and subscribe to our ever-growing channel for theme park videos and more.
1: For easy access to all of our content and to visit our merchandise store to get your hands on our brand new, happily ever after farewell tour shirt, visit a couple of parkhoppers.com.
0: And until next time, we'll, we'll see you around, around the, the parks. parks.